Father, we want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for this amazing opportunity, mighty God. Father, to lift up our praises before you. Lord, to hear your word tonight, mighty God. We are praying, Lord Jesus, that you will empower me, mighty God. You will empower, Lord, my hearers, mighty God. Father, that this intercourse, Lord, with you, mighty God, will produce Lord, power in us will produce new ability in us, mighty God. Father, your word brings light, mighty God. The entrance of your word, Lord, it brings light. Father, let this light shine in our path that, Lord, we will find our way, Lord God, even in this crooked and perverse generation. Father, we want to thank you, Lord Jesus. We want to bless you. We come against every satanic agenda to frustrate your word tonight. We arrest every purpose, mighty God. We thwart his works against us in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak a release, mighty God. Father, that tonight, Lord, I will speak your word. Lord, you will empower me, mighty God. And Lord, your word will bless us. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Tonight, I want to share something brief with us. Very, very brief. But I trust that the Lord will somehow speak to our hearts. Shall we turn our Bibles and uh, we will read, to, we will read um, from John 15, John 15, and we will just read the first seven verses. Wherever we are, if we can stand up on our feet and, and, and read this together, I, I, will be, I will be glad. I am the true vine. And my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, 
he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Shall we be seated wherever we are, those of us who were able to get up on our feet. In my Bible, these words that I have just spoken are all in red letters. Now, this means that these are words of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The circumstances under which our Lord Jesus spoke these words were very challenging circumstances. This was getting to the end of his ministry. And so these are some of, quote-unquote, his last words in his earthly ministry. These were some of his last words. I mean, apart from the class of words that he spoke um, after the resurrection, these are really some of the last words he, he spoke. Uh, from then he went into the, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane and so on and so forth. Now, there are some nuggets of truth, truths actually in this word that tonight by the grace of God we will be able to look at and be blessed by. Now, he's talking about the vine. The vine is, uh, in all of these uh, Middle Eastern countries, in fact, right from uh, Central Europe up to the Middle East, um, the grape uh, fruit I mean, uh, grapes are um, a very, very common um, uh, plant. And this is the plant from, from which we uh, get wine, okay? And the cultivation of this plant is a, is a wonderful art. Um, it's, the plant itself uh, is... It's a kind of a creeper. That's what it is. And yet it has several branches arising from a, a middle you know, vine. Let's call that the vine. And then several branches emanating from it. And he uses this imagery to convey spiritual truth that is very powerful indeed. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. I am the true vine. So in other words, I am the stem, the true stem. And, and when, when we consider this word very carefully, it means that there, there seems to be a certain um, ambiguity about the vine, 
It means that it looks like there are alternate vines. But Jesus is saying of himself that I am the true vine. This is very important. These are some of the keys that Jesus dropped about himself, confirming who he was. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. And by this, he was saying that his father was God. The husbandman is the one who takes care of the vine. The husbandman is the one who takes care of the vine. So in other words, the, 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 the farmer who grows this is called the, the husbandman. Then he goes to verse 2 and he says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So we can be on the branch. Listen to this very carefully. We can be a branch on this vine. But he is saying something which is mysterious. If we do not bear fruit, then the father, the husbandman, he taketh it away because you are not fruitful. There is a law, and that law is the law of reproduction. Every living thing reproduces after its kind. It is a law. And so when living things do not reproduce, they do not qualify to be living things. Very, very interesting. When a living thing is not able to reproduce of itself, it is beginning to cease to be a living thing. It says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away. There is something interesting about viruses. In biology, a virus does not qualify to be a living thing. Because on its own, a virus can never reproduce itself. It carries the material for reproduction the code for reproducing itself in it. But it is dead. It is not a living thing. It is only a living thing when it finds a host, whether it is an animal or human, and it lives inside the host and is able to take hold of the host's reproductive system to begin to use the host system with its own reproductive the, the, the code to reproduce itself. That's what a virus does. Then at that point we, we, we don't know we, are, we, 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 we have to call it a living thing because it has somehow uh, begun to reproduce itself. That's what a virus is. So ordinarily, a virus is not a living thing. We can't classify it as a living thing. It's not. It is only alive or it's only classified as a living thing when it's able to reproduce itself. 
And isn't this amazing? And this is the COVID virus that we are all running away from. Ordinarily, when it's lying down there, it, it, it is not a, even a living thing. But when it takes hold of your mechanism, your body cells, then it begins to attach itself to a certain part of your body system and then it begins to reproduce itself and so on and so forth. It says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. So if you are a branch and you are not bearing fruit, he will take you away. This is what he, 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 the Father will do. You, you will not continue to, to have this life. This is very important. Remember that the Lord said unto us that this is our year of his visitation. Remember that we discovered that his visitation is only about one thing, to go out there and to speak his word. And when we speak his word, what are we doing? We are actually joining with the Godhead to rebirth the new Adam. That's what we are doing. Because every man that hears the word of God and believes this gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, he is born again. He is made a new creation. That's what happens. And because he is now a new creation, he is not of the old Adam. He is a new Adam. And guess what? It's, it's an amazing privilege. I've been thinking about this quite often these days. That when God in the beginning said he was making man, it was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And he said, let us make man. But this time, he has given us the privilege. He says that, wait, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then you will be my witnesses in all the earth. And by so doing, we are joining with God to rebirth mankind. The new people who come to Christ, we are part of the process. It's a privilege, isn't it? We are becoming productive. We are producing fruit. And he says, every branch that beareth fruit, look at what he does to it. He purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. This is also another thing that uh, we need to keep in mind. The moment you are bearing fruit, what does he do? He now comes to purge it. Now when these people cultivate these plants and they are purging it, it's very interesting. They look, they, they have an eye for it. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a craft. So they look at branches and they can tell which branches will be more fruitful than other branches. And they cut off, actually, the branches which will be fruitful, but probably not more fruitful. So when they do that, what happens is that the one that has the potential to be fruitful, more fruitful, will now have all the, the, the sap, all the nutrients coming to it so that it will even bear more fruit. It's not dissipated to, uh, as it were, lesser branches who, who will just consume and produce a little here, produce a little there, so that in the long run it's a little here, a little there. No, 
They are looking for the abundance of the fruit. So they cut forth and he purges it. Now, many of us do not like pruning. But this is something that the Lord will do to every one of us. That is a branch in him. Jesus is the vine. And we are the branches attached to this vine. And he's saying that when we begin to bear fruit, then he will start pruning us. He will start cutting off the, the little spikes here, which may produce some fruit here and some fruit there. He wants to consolidate what he is going to get from us by purging us. It's a cutting process. It's a painful process. And so the Lord will take us through trials. He will take us through circumstances that are tough so that we can learn. He is not tempting us so that we sin, but he is taking us through circumstances that will allow us to learn. That is his purpose, to allow us to learn. Then he says that you are now clean through the word. Tonight I want you to understand that the word of God has the ability to purge you. The word of God has the ability to clean you. The word of God has the ability to, 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 to prune you. But you must allow it. And he says that you are clean through the word of God that he has spoken to you. So tonight, as I speak this word of God to you, I pray that it will prune you. I pray that it will purge you. Then he goes on in the verse 4 to say, Abide in me and I in you. This theologically is described as the doctrine of interpenetration. It means we are in him. But if we are in him, then why do we also say at the same time that he is also in us? This is a mystery. But I think that what it seeks to, to drive at is our inseparability. It means that at that point, there is so much of unity that we cannot be Separated. We are abiding in him and he is also abiding in us and we are co-mingled. We have become co-heirs to this inheritance. You know, we, we, we are together in it. And he says that as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. So we are nothing unless we are abiding in Christ, unless we are staying in this vine. You see, we have the freedom to walk out of this vine. But he is telling us something that if we do not abide in this vine, and abiding means also keeping to the precepts, walking in obedience to what the vine is, you know, in, 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 in unison with what the vine is at attempting to do the purpose of the vine. If we do not do this, then we, there's nothing we can do. It says, except we abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. So the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Remember that we've been talking about evangelism, evangelism, evangelism. I want you to understand this tonight, 
that you cannot bear fruit. You cannot speak the word to another person and let that person birth unless you yourself are abiding in the vine. Very, very important. Unless you are directed by Jesus, unless he is leading you, don't think that your evangelism will amount to anything. It will be a total waste of time. We are saying that this is his year. We are saying that we should look on our phones. We should look, pray, and ask God to lead us and find some names. And we should share the gospel with them. That's what we are trying to do. That's what we want to do. Because the Lord wants to use us to reach people. He says Christ died for all. He didn't die for some. So we want to avail ourselves so that he will use us to reach all of these other people who also must benefit from the death of Christ and his resurrection. But if we don't abide in him, then that work we cannot do. So you see, that is the reason why he's saying that I am the true vine. Because there are people producing people. There are people who have large crowds. So it means they have multiplied themselves somehow. But they are not true vines. They are they are counterfeit vines. So we, we, it's hard even to tell because they have also reproduced when the virus takes over the human system and is reproducing, finally it has also become a, a living thing. It has reproduced. But it is still a counterfeit because on its own it cannot. It says, I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. So our success as evangelists, our success is entirely predicated on the fact that we abide in him and he in us. So we have to make sure that Jesus wants to live in, 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 in us. We must live in him and he must be living in us. Do you, this is why he says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have to respect and treat this body carefully. Because it is the temple. Last Sunday we were talking about the former glory. That God will not live in, in, in tents made of men. But he will live in tents he will live in a man's body because he built man. He made man. And so he will come and dwell inside the man when we open the door to him. Revelations 20 says, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. If you open, I will come in. He wants to come in. Our bodies are his temple. But look at sometimes what we do with our bodies. We profane our bodies. And when we do that, we think that he must still dwell in that temple. No, no. No, he will not. So we have to abide in him. We have to abide in his word. We have to abide in his teachings, in his directions. Then he will also dwell in us. 
And when he dwells in us, the secret is this, we will bring forth much fruit. We will bring forth much fruit. And I want to caution you about something. Sometimes a man of God may have a ministry and he might produce only one person. Please be very careful because there are many of those stories around. That one person will now go and minister and bring 20,000 to the Lord. So, he evangelized one person. But that one person brought 20,000. That 20,000 is to his credit as well. Because if that one didn't come, how would have the 20,000 come? And so we must not be quick to judge fruit by the quantum of the fruit as we see it physically. Very, very, very important. Sometimes we... As human as we are, we, we judge that we, we look at it. Uh, as of these people, they are just, uh, today let me see how many people are on the call here. Oh, these people, they are just 23 people. And so, mm, no, it's not like that. Perhaps there's only one person on this call who will step out tomorrow morning and evangelize somebody. And that somebody will go and bring 20,000. So we have to be careful with that. And then the verse number six is, if a man abideth not in me, this is dangerous, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Who says that there is no hell? And who says that some people will not end up in hell and burn? If you read a scripture like this, it should speak to your heart. He says, if you don't abide in me, if you don't abide in me, if you do not remain in the vine. And you see, we, we, we struggle with all sorts of theologies. We've got one saved, forever saved theology and all those kinds of ideas. But you see, at the crux of the matter, you see, a man must abide in Christ if he ceases to abide in in him, what happens is clear. He is cast forth as a branch. It means that he is cut. Remember the first verse, uh, the, 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 the second verse, that, that when, once you are not bearing fruit, he taketh you away. He will cut you. Once you are not abiding, abiding has been linked to fruit bearing. So you are not abiding. You are not bearing fruit. And when you don't bear fruit, he taketh you away. You are cut off. That's what it is. And then he says, and is withered. So it takes time. It, it, that process of withering will take some time. You are cut off as a branch first, and then over time you wither. And when you are finally withered, men gather them and they cast them into the fire, and they are burned. This is what happens to us when we do not abide. But look at what happens in, to us when we abide. He says, but if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amazing words here. Whatsoever we desire, he shall ask what ye will. So you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. But you must abide in him. Tonight, 
this is the word that the Lord has placed upon my heart to share with you, that Jesus is the vine and that we need to abide in the vine. And abiding means simply to walk in obedience to the direction of the vine. The vine is the one that is directing the branch. The branch does not direct the vine. And once we do this, then there is every chance that we will bear fruit. But as we go through that process, we should remember that there will be purging. We will be purged. We will be purged. There will be some cutting. There will be some pruning. Very painful process. But the Lord will grant us the grace to endure that. And when we endure that, we will bear much more fruit. On that note, I'd like to say God bless us all for this word that we have heard. And let's go out there. We are calling ourselves soul mongers. It means we want to go out there and win souls for Christ. Let's go out there and because we abide, bring an amazing harvest into the kingdom. God bless you all once again.